Hey, this is Ronja Kaminski from the Pinpricks. Greetings from Germany, and you are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. You are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. What? The Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor and nobody? No. Somebody. Me. Lee Gerstman. Why aren't I on that thing? I want recognition! Is everybody in? Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The ceremony is about to begin. All right, welcome to another edition of the Freeform Rock Podcast. Uh, Lee, what you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm just... I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm, I'm doing... I'm actually doing pretty good. This is like a special episode, I guess. Why is it so special? Because we have a special guest with us. Aaron Camaro. How you doing, buddy? Hey, what's going on, guys? It's about time that I make my first appearance on the Freeform Rock Podcast. I'm really happy yeah. to be here. Yeah, man. It's, It'll uh... be like one of the first episodes that I'll be glad to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All I got to do is threaten him with Bon Jovi and he'll shut up. Hey! <laughs> well, you, you don't have to worry about Bon Jovi because these guys were kind enough to let me pick the subject today. Yeah. So, no Bon Jovi. Yeah, we... Yeah. What, tell tell, tell, uh, tell him what you picked, Chris. Not Chris. Aaron. My bad. That's all right, man. I'm using Chris's account. I need to create my own. Yeah, so that's why I, I was reading. I was reading the, the screen. <laughs> well, Sorry. I always thought this was just the Decibel Geek account until recently. It was pointed out to me that it actually says Chris Sinzak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I just kind of hijacked the account. So that's okay. It's understandable. Um, the album I picked for today is by one of my all-time favorite bands. And I was kind of taking a risk because I didn't know if you guys were into it or not. But uh, this okay. is a band. Say any more right now, but go on. <laughs> this is a band that I've loved since their first album, and I followed them all through their down years, and always bought their new albums, and still to this day buy their new stuff. And I'm talking about a band from Chicago. Came out in the '80s were a local thing for a long, long time. And then they finally got their break in the, well, the almost in the into the 90s, the very, very beginning. They got their, their debut album came out in 89, and then they went from there. Oh, okay. I'm talking, I'm talking about Enough's Enough. Yeah. And it's a band, like I said, that I love a lot. Don't get to talk about a whole lot. But I feel like they're probably the most underrated band in the history of rock as mm. far as bands that should have been huge and a household name, but for whatever reason, never it never came to that for them. So today we're going to be talking about Strength. I could have picked any album out of their whole discography because I love them all. And as a matter of fact, there's albums I love more than this one, but I think this is their most revered album. 
So I like to talk to people. I like it when I can get somebody to listen to something like this. And then today we can talk about why in the world this band never became a household name. Oh, why in my opinion? <laughs> okay. Oh awesome. my God. Yeah. Um, I've seen this band live when I saw Jack Russell's uh, Great White, the only uh, Great White anybody should watch. Um, this is uh, Chips, Chips Enough was up there, man. That guy was freaking joking and had me rolling more than the music. This guy has a huge personality. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> he was talking about drugs on the Sunset Strip before he went into songs. He was like, okay, <laughs> this guy's cool, man. But I enjoyed him. Yeah, Chip is the coolest. We actually, Chris and I got to hang out with him and record a little VIP. I know we ended up using it on an episode, I think. But we're just hanging out in the back with him, like, after they're done playing. Or if it was before, it must have been after. And uh, standing out back around the corner, smoking a joint, interviewing Chips Enough. And that guy huh. is the coolest. Nice, oh, man. Wow. He has a huge personality. Uh, my wife was even laughing. She didn't care for the music much. Um she didn't really like any of that music that night, <laughs> except Jack Russell. Huh. But uh, yeah, the Bullet Boys. She said they were they were okay. Uh, the uh, enough's enough. She said they were okay, but she liked uh, Jack Russell's voice. So, <laughs> hmm. and she likes Rush, man. You can't find a woman who likes Rush, so I'll give her a pass on that stuff because I enjoyed the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> if you find a woman that loves Rush, you bear marry her. So, uh, Mark, you did the right thing. Oh yeah, it's hard to find a woman who likes Rush. <laughs> it's like, damn. <laughs> but um. Yeah, I, I didn't get into this band when they came out. I saw the videos for, like, Fly High Michelle and stuff like that. I basically started listening to this band because of you on your podcast, uh, The Decibel Geek, Aaron. And I go, I, I better go check out this band. And um, I checked them out, and I really dug them. I haven't bought any CDs by them yet, but that'll be rectified soon. So, uh, yeah, this is actually the first time I heard this album. And uh, I'll give you my opinions on it when we get to the songs, but... uh. Uh, let's get into this album, shall we, Aaron? Lee? Yeah, man. This is this is what I love about this. I don't even have to do any homework. I've been <laughs> listening to this one since the day it came out. That's awesome. I like it when I pick albums like that also. <laughs> it's like so easy. I don't have to write notes. Exactly. So this one came out in 1991. It's Enough's Enough's second album, the follow-up to their self-titled debut. It's uh, It's got a cool-looking cover. It's the dude. It's an awesome painting of a muscle man holding up a giant peace sign. If you know anything about Enough's Enough in the early 90s, they kind of appropriated the peace sign from the hippies and took it as their own. And still to this day, man, if you buy a brand new Enough's Enough album, it's got peace signs all over it. I don't know if that helped them or hurt them, but that was their thing back then. That's awesome. It's got, well, at least that the album covers are good. <laughs> yeah, the, this is this is a cool album cover. Oh, so, okay, so this is I see how this is gonna go. Okay, so I had reason to be worried. <laughs> um, maybe half. Maybe okay. half. All right, fair enough. I'm, I look forward to talking about it. All right. For 1991, it's got 14 tracks on it, which is great. You know, back then you didn't usually get 14 tracks of songs on a new album. They were, I mean. Rolling Stone called them one of the top new bands out there to watch. They made appearances on the David Letterman show. Howard Stern would have them on the show all the time, talking them up, and getting them, getting the word out there about the band. They were hugely popular in Europe. 
but for whatever reason, never caught on here in the States. And I think, like you said, it's got a lot to do with those videos from the first album. Too much fluorescent colors, too much lipstick, all that stuff. They seemed like, if you just looked at them as a band that was just trying to ride the wave of what was super popular at that time. And if you're talking 1991, you're talking about Motley Crue, you're talking about Tesla, you're talking about Cinderella. All these bands are at their peak with no clue of what's happening. Because also in 1991, you get Bad Motor Finger by Soundgarden, you get Nirvana, Nevermind, and you get Pearl Jam 10, which those albums don't truly take off till around 92. Because by 92, if you look like Enough's Enough looked in those videos from the first album, you're done for. You yeah. are finished. And they did, you know. And I always thought this band with their sound didn't fit what they looked like. And I was watching some videos today, and you can tell, like, because they were big in Europe, they were always on MTV over there. And so, like, they're talking about the first album, and Chips okay. and Up is wearing, like, skin-tight, like, zebra print spandex, you know? And, <laughs> yeah. and they're all done up all crazy, and they're talking to them about the image, you know? And they're like, well, you know, it kind of kind of went a little over the top in that video, and they talked about how it was a Paula Abdul uh, was the director. He did videos for, like, Paula Abdul and artists oh. like that. So they show up. And they're getting dressed by people for this video. I think their record company wanted them to be the next big hair band. But if you listen to them musically, that's not really what they were. But regardless, people think of them in them videos and remember Beavis and Butthead talking shit about them. <laughs> and I oh, think yeah. that was... Didn't matter how many times they were invited back to David Letterman or how much Howard Stern thought of them and you know sung their praises and everybody thought that if you everybody that listened to the music loved them but everybody that just remembered them from the videos and shit thought they were just copycat losers that were coming uh, in a little late. Yeah, yeah. When, when I was listening to this album, I got a little hints of the Beatles, Cheap Trick, and. Uh, they said the raspberries. I read that, but uh, in my notes, I have a lot of Cheap Trick and uh, Beatles references because they reminded me of like a oh, mixture. Sure. Like they got together and had a baby and you got Enough's Enough. <laughs> it's like, it, um, yeah. that's what I got the yeah. feel of this album for. You could hear their influences on this album. It's pretty damn cool. <laughs> I like it. Let's get to the, uh, spoiler alert, let's get to the first song though, Aaron. Take uh, Heaven or Hell. What'd you think about that one? I think Heaven or Hell is a great song to kick off the album. It's got, it cooks, it rocks, and, you know, it's, like you say, when you when you got an album opening song, you, you want to set the pace for what you're going to hear, you know? And to me, this album's always like a summertime album, something like you'd be cruising around listening to with your windows down, and this is a great song to kick it off, man. It's enough enough. They're made up of this great component at this point where they've got, Donnie V, who's writing these amazing songs, has got one of the best voices in rock, in my opinion. You got Chips Enough. He's a character. He's helping write the songs. He, Him and Donnie V got the, the uh, harmony singing down perfect. And then you got Derek Frigo, 
who is hugely underrated as a guitar virtuoso. I mean, this guy just wails on his guitar. And you got Vic Fox, pretty solid drummer, you know, and they were just kind of in between. You know, they had the, the look of the 80s and the sound of something new that could have been big in the 80s. This song could have been a big hit, I think. I don't know, man. I just, I listen to this album and it, it blows me away that they're not huge. But yeah, great, great way to kick off the album, I think. All right, what did you think about it, Lee? Well, there are parts of it that are okay, but it's the kind of power pop I usually don't like. And from my experience with this band, I find that this is the type of stuff they do best, which means that unless they get better during the course of the album, I'm in for one long listening ride. Ooh. Well, we'll see. Oh, I have hope. Slim hope, but at least that's better than no hope. Oh, man. Fair enough, fair enough. Everybody likes what they like. You know, it, it definitely is power pop. I see this more as power pop with, you know, like you say, you know, a ton of influence from the Beatles. You're going to hear songs on here that could have been Beatles songs, you know, in the same style. And Cheap Trick, 100%. You know, you're going to hear this song. Even Heaven or Hell has got a great Cheap Trick kind of a hook to it. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> this ought to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Lee, Lee will uh, give you, you his opinion. <laughs> well, um, yeah, this is a total fun song. And uh, this band is totally different than anything that came out in 1991. If you go back and know what, like you said, Soundgarden. And all these other bands that came out, like I, I've said before in this podcast, I didn't know grunge was grunge or rock was rock. I bought both of what I wanted. I bought the Warren albums. I bought freaking Soundgarden. I bought Pearl Jam, Extreme. I bought the same albums. I didn't know that uh, th that stuff wasn't cool anymore. I just bought it. I was in a bubble, I guess. Right. I didn't know about this. So like, and, and you're right. Like, to me, rock is rock. And I was doing the same thing. I was listening to Soundgarden, Ugly Kid Joe, Enough's Enough, Poison, all of it. You know, at the same time, because it's all just rock music to me. It was the fans more that made the difference. Like, oh, you know, that stuff's not cool anymore. You have to listen to Pearl Jam Nirvana, stuff like that, Stone Temple Pilots. So I listened to I all that. <laughs> I bought all that. Yeah, me too. It was like, uh, I have to give you credit, man. You're like one of the few people I know that love Ugly Kid Joe and Poison. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I, I hear you on the other podcasts and they're always bashing you for loving Poison. I'm going, fucking fight them, Aaron. Fight them. Fuck those guys. <laughs> fucking Poison rules, assholes. <laughs> well, I do say that I, I think Aaron's really cool and I'm glad he's on here. So I, I, I I'm, I'm a part of me wants to just totally changed everything that I wrote about this album and, and, and the other part of me is too drunk to change the stuff because I can't hit the keyboard right no no don't change nothing I, I respect I respect you for your opinion you know and and, everybody, and that's what we're here to do we're here to discuss an album we don't all like the same stuff you know and I, I value an opinion to somebody that don't like it yeah yeah, Lee. We're, we're, we're here to disgusting album. No, sorry. <laughs> All right, yeah. So I like the first song, man. It's really cool. Like you said, Cheap Trick. Everything you said, Aaron, I agree with. And I don't agree with anything you said, Lee. But, uh... I... <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, we all know you I like... Can't. We all know you like Bon Jovi, so cut out hey! the... <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, then we get to the next track, Missing You, which Aaron picks. So here's Missing You on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
Okay, that was Missing You. Uh, why'd you pick this track, Aaron? Man, this is one of my all-time favorite Enough's Enough songs. It's got such a groove to it. And Donnie V's voice just shows, you know, what this guy could do compared compared to all the great singers of the time, man. You know, Donnie V's voice is just as good as anybody out there, way better than most. And I love the guitar solo in it. It's one of the slower songs, which I'm always more into the heavier stuff, you know. And there are some heavier songs coming up on this album. But I think this one's just got so much groove and so much soul to it that don't see why it couldn't have been a hit song i totally agree with you on that what do you think about that lee i like this song quite a bit Ooh. the album is getting better ah. this might be the album by the band that i like <laughs> this song has a cool groove to it and it's bluesy in a way i wouldn't have expected from them it's right on yeah man everything you guys said about this song it's just it's it's ear candy, man. It's got that groove. And if you guys listen to this podcast a lot, I'm all about the groove. <laughs> I love the groove. I hate it yeah. when something is like grooveless. You could have hard death metal and still have a groove to it. You know, uh, you totally. heard Pantera had that groove too. I like that freaking just, just groove, man. It, it's when it's straight and there's no groove. That's bands I can't get into, man. <laughs> but this song rolls. And then we get to the next track that, uh, Lee picks, so here's strength on the Freeform Rock Podcast. No time. 
Okay, Lee, why'd you pick this track? This is a pretty cool, slower kind of blues number. It's not really mellow, but it's not heavy either, but it has an okay structure to it, and I can dig it. It's a lot better than that first song, I'll tell you that. <laughs> what did you think about it, Aaron? I always like this song, the title track. It's it's trippy. It's kind of psychedelic, kind of throwback to the 60s almost. But a song like this, like, imagine, because this is a rock band doing this song, but if you took this song and gave it to, like, a pop artist, imagine, like, Whitney Houston singing this song. It would have been uh -oh. a smash hit. It would have been massive. I agree, man, because uh, they they have the killer harmonies. Uh, this band is, like, amazing listening to them. It's like it's sad. They're all broken up now, right? They do their own. Both of them do their own thing. Yeah, Donnie V does his own stuff, and Chips Enough. He keeps the Enough's Enough band going. It's him. He's it's all new players, but uh, he keeps that going. That's like you said, the version that you guys or that uh, market scene, and now he's got a solo album coming out this year. That's cool, man. I need to yeah, check. Yeah, there's actually a there's a video out there right now. I think it's called Heaven in a Bottle, and it's brand new. He's got a video for it and everything. That's awesome, man. I like it when they keep making new music because, man, all our our great artists are dying, man. We need to get some get some new new stuff going on soon. There's a lot of cool new bands out there, like the one uh, you pick for your track of the week, Minefield. It's really fucking good. <laughs> so. Yeah. I hope they yeah, make great stuff coming out nowadays if you keep your eyes open for it. But Chris and I just did a new episode of Decibel Geek that should be coming out anytime soon. I don't know how it lines up time wise, you know. We're in the time machine of podcasts. But uh we got an episode coming out where we do album anticipation and we always like to do that this time of year and we looked ahead at all the great music coming out this year and it is pretty cool to think in twenty twenty you're just getting new albums by Ozzy still you know <laughs> hopefully it's good <laughs> but then you never know all the cool new stuff you discover throughout the year too so it's nice to be able to seek this stuff out and find new young bands that are carrying on the traditions you know as the legends keep dropping off yeah, yeah. man I, I try to look for some new bands i'm like i like the alternative stuff but i'm more like a prog like rush guy uh hair metal guy <laughs> so I go all over the place. Uh, I forgot which which thing on a Friday Night Live. He said nobody suggested an album by Berlin. I think, and I told you, uh, yeah, check out Love oh. Life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said there. Somebody suggested an album for you by Berlin. <laughs> it's pretty That's wacky awesome. though. That's a wacky album. It goes all over the place, so it's pretty cool. Uh, but let's get to the next track in a crowd. What do you think about this one, Aaron? In Crowd is an awesome song because when I when this came out, I was pretty young, and I was listening to this when it was new, and, you know, it's kind of got that kiss thing to it where, you know, it's a song about the underdog or the outcast or, you know, because I grew up, I was, you know, I was a little rock and roll kid, and so then you always have, like, the jocks and the preps and all that, you know, and it always felt like you were a little bit of an outsider because you liked rock music and you wore black t-shirts and had the ripped up jeans and all that stuff. And this song just kind of epitomizes that where that was a big thing around that time was songs for young people, you know. And nowadays, I'm an old guy, so I don't know what songs for young people are now. And the ones that I hear, I just don't understand. But back then, 
this was a song for somebody that, you know, maybe felt like they were on the outside to make them feel like, you know what? It's okay to be on the outside and it's okay not to be like everybody else because I'm like me and that's all I can be, you know, and got to be happy with it, with what you are, you know? So I always like a song like this. It kind of makes you feel good when you listen to it. Yeah. Kind of like subdivisions from Rush for me, but, uh, when I was right. growing up, yes. that was my, that was my anthem right there. <laughs> but, uh, Lee, what'd you think about in crowd? This is an okay song. It's one of the better ones. It's sort of a deep cut, I would say, but it's one I'd hear again. Maybe I like Missing You a little bit better, but this is all right, and I dig it enough. You didn't... Oh. It's the enough. F, it's got a killer yeah. riff going on this song. It's fucking groovy as hell. And the cowbell is ruling. Uh, the solo yeah, rips, yeah. man. There's not a bad solo song so rips. far on this, man. The solo is fucking killer. And uh, Lee, you've liked... Uh, Three out of four. Uh, be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to hate an album and all of a sudden he likes um, it. Um, 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 um. We still got a long ways to go. That's yeah, true. Yeah, um, That's what's great about an album with 14 tracks. And Yeah. Man, thank you so much. And Derek Frigo, man. Holy shit, does this guy rip on guitar. Yeah, he does, man. I, I, I never really... I only knew Chip, and I know Donnie because you guys talk about Chip and Donnie all the time on the podcast. I really never hear you guys talk about Vic or Derek, but fucking Derek rules, man. <laughs> I, I'm liking yeah. him a lot. And then we get to uh, Hollywood Yeah. What would you think about this song, Aaron? Hollywood Yeah. Oh, man, Hollywood it's, Yeah. It's my bad. It's poppy, man. It's super poppy. Not my most favorite song on the album. I mean, it's it's all right. I you know, I think a lot of the stuff they wrote again, you know, is power pop music, and that's what this one totally is. What'd you think about it, Lee? Thank you, thank you. Um, because I I agree. In fact, we're agreeing on everything so far. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this song is a little bit too cute for me. I don't hate it, but I don't really like the title or the way they sing the chorus. I think it's a little too cliche for my taste. Still, it's not the worst song on the album. Yeah, it's a oh, it's man. a very hoppy song. It's fun. It's not the best one on here that the first four were kicking ass. Uh, but I do love that lyric. <laughs> I got to be doing something instead of getting hooked on dope. <laughs> I, I love yeah, that lyric. Yeah. Man. Those uh, guys are great songwriters, man. Donnie V is a wordsmith. Yeah, I was like, hey, so he just said that? I got to be doing something instead of getting hooked on dope. <laughs> so I, I just floored yeah. me. I always listen to it's lyrics. Like, well, it's like Hollywood, yeah, is kind of <laughs> along the same par as danger you, danger me, danger yeah. us. <laughs> and that's never good. <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. And then we get to the next track, The World is a gutter what'd you think about this one uh aaron man this is one of my favorite songs on the album because like i said i like the heavier stuff and it's cool because again you know these guys are all over the place with what they're doing you know you start out with kind of a cheap trick song then you go into a couple of slowed down but still kind of heavy bluesy rockers then you got the in crowd which is kind of an anthemic song then you got hollywood you which is totally power pop and then the world is a gutter is like a heavy rocking song 
but it's not it's not like dumb it's written like if you read the lyrics it really talks about you know how screwed up the world is and how but there's still hope in it and it's kind of deep for what you would expect by looking at the band at this time you know yeah yeah they they like uh the record the video director did a billy squire to them and <laughs> did them a disservice <laughs> probably oh man that still pisses me off about Billy Squire and Rock Me Tonight, how that like took him off. <laughs> Nobody wanted to listen yeah. to him anymore. They didn't listen to the album, right, fucking yeah. rules. Uh, but what do you think about this song, Lee? Oh, well, the title reminds me of the song by War called The World is a Ghetto. This song is pretty cool. And even if they thought of the title on their own and weren't influenced by the group War, it's still a good song, and it's one of the better songs on the album. I like it quite a bit. Yeah, this is my favorite song of the album so far. <laughs> this is like banging. The groove yeah. and the harmonies on this song are just on top. They're, they are on top of their game on this track, man. And uh, hey, Lee, you're so, so far you're liking most of this album, oh, buddy. Shut up! Awesome. I hate when I am wrong, and I know it. <laughs> I just don't want to be reminded of it. That's why I drink, so then I don't have to remind myself of what you keep reminding me of. <laughs> well, I, I got to keep you honest, brother. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, when do we get to the next track? Goodbye. What would you think of this one, Eric? Totally Beatles. All Beatles all day. This is when people talk about enough's enough and what their influences were you know a lot of the bands around that time influences were like zeppelin and kiss and sabbath and bands like that these guys were picking up on the beatles and cheap trick and man you know it's just kind of like a, a how it goes in line you know how the beatles influence cheap trick cheap trick influences enough's enough and this is just it's a beatles song to me you know it, it could be yeah, I, I agree oh. with that. What do you think about it, Lee? This isn't a song I like. If this is supposed to be like a Cheap Trick ballad, maybe it succeeds in being the type of Cheap Trick album or ballad I totally dislike. But that doesn't mean it's good. I think this song is quite not my thing. Next. I like it, man. I, uh, but you don't like freaking A Day in a Life by the Beatles still. I don't understand you, Lee. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. This—that's uh, why you don't want to do Sergeant Pepper's. I got it now. <laughs> no, it's just because there's also twelve other songs like it. <laughs> All right, I love this song. It's a killer freaking ballad. It, it kicks ass, man. I I totally disagree with you, Lee, and I agree with Aaron on this one. And then we get to the next track. <laughs> we get to the next track. Track Mother's Eyes. What'd you think about this one, Aaron? Um, <clears throat> I think the next one is, uh, yeah, oh, long way to go. Up. Long way to go. All yeah. right. Yeah. That's my bad. I looked at the wrong thing. I need glasses sometimes. I don't mind um, passing it. <laughs> what do you think a long way to go, Aaron? A uh, long way to go is, I think they, somebody probably said to him, this album's great, but what you guys are missing is a poison song. <laughs> Because obviously this is like a throw to that kind of stuff, you know. These guys, the story was, you know, because they were a Chicago band, but eventually they got to the point where they started going to L.A. a lot. And when they get to L.A., 
they didn't mesh well with the whole Sunset Strip scene over there. And so they always kind of, you know, wanted to sort of distance themselves from it, but then look at them, you know, at this time. And uh, this is just one of those songs I think they probably just whipped it together and said, you need something that sounds like everybody else, and that's what you get with Long Way to Go. It's a rocking song. It jams. It's one of those, you know, cheap trick on steroids types, or I mean, uh, Chuck Berry on steroids kind of a song, you know, but a million bands had songs like that, and this was Enough's Enough, I think, trying to do something that sounded like a little bit like everybody else at the time. What did you think about it, Lee? Well, at least it's not one of the crappy ballads. But I think it's a little cliche. I can listen to it and like it enough, but it's a little bit cute in some ways that I'm not a fan of. But I think it's a song that I wish could have been better because I saw potential in it for being really good. So it's 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 all right. Yeah, I agree with both of you. It's it's a rocking track. It clocks in under two minutes and. Uh... Uh, it just didn't flow with the album. This album was going somewhere else, and this album took a U-turn. Oh, I don't know, or went off the track. Freaking, I don't know what happened. It like it took, it took my observation off the album to go. Where'd this come from? It like it, it just seemed out of place to me. But it's an okay song. And then we yeah, get, it's got a yeah, ripping go guitar solo in it. Oh, it does, man. This song is ripping for under two minutes, but it's like yeah. the other album was like Cheap Trick, Beatles, and then we get Poison, like you said. That makes sense to I me almost, now. I almost wonder if they took that song and said, hey, we need something between Goodbye and the next song. I have no idea what they were thinking. To separate them, you know, because... that was their reason, at least that was a merciful choice on their part. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get to Mother's Eyes. What do you think about this one, Aaron? This was supposed to be the big single off the album. I think that's where a mistake was made on this, where it maybe should have been better. There's other songs on here, I think, that would have made made way better singles than this one. It's, I don't know, man. I love Enough's Enough, but this was just too much of like a, a typical ballad of the time. You know, it's 1991. All these bands are having hits with the big power ballads. And, you know, there's a couple examples of that on this album, but this one, this one never really grabbed me. This is a song that I think most people liked the best off the album, but this was always one that was probably my least favorite off the album because it's just too sugary for me. Oh, what do you think about it, Lee? Well, yeah, this is another song I don't like. This is what I was afraid of, an album with more annoying songs than good ones. <laughs> This song should have been off the album as well as three or four others, but this group is known for their cheesy crud, so I guess it belongs in a weird but not good way. <laughs> oh, that cheesy Even crud. Now you're going to say that I like some of it, so shove it. Well, you, yeah, you're no. a gr you and Aaron are basically on the same page, and I am too, because I... I agree with you guys on this song. I go, this it's like the last two songs are like, what the hell's going on? The album is like going in a direction I was liking. All of a sudden, it just like streets to a halt. And I go, it's okay. I'm not going to skip it. But it does have a gr good groove to it, though. I will give it I that. I will say that I did a review of a Enough's Enough album on my YouTube page. 
I forget the name of the album and I can't find the video on my site. Maybe it got embarrassed and walked off, but <laughs> that, that was one of the, that, that, that even mother's eyes, as much as I don't like it was 10 times better than almost everything off of the album that I reviewed. Huh. And, and I forget what one it was, but it was later in their career. Yeah. And, and thank God, Thank, I mean, thank goodness that this album has some good stuff. So, at, at least, at, at least I'm enjoying some of it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and then we get to uh, yeah, these guys, man. They they picked the wrong single, I think. Yeah, a lot of bands did that though. They picked the wrong sing single. It's like uh, people are getting tired of ballads, but they still try to push all the ballads. And <laughs> what was it? It was like the the. A crunchy song then a ballad and then uh, another crunchy song it was like they were they had a formula that stopped it started getting stale around this point i think yeah these guys went straight to the ballad yeah and said oh you didn't like that ballad let's release another one and that uh, i think hurt them yeah it started getting stale because people just started let's get the next big ballad man let's get the foreigner i want to know what love is let's get this ballad yeah. let's get the every rose has its thorn or let's get the freaking warrant track or whatever it just got stale and people got tired of it and i think that's why bands did it to themselves it wasn't necessarily grunge coming in it was the bands <laughs> yeah but i didn't even notice what was going on until 10 years later so what do i know <laughs> i just bought what i liked but um and then we get to uh, Baby Loves You. What did you think about this one, uh, Aaron? This was the second single. You know, like I said, we'll hit you with one ballad. You don't like that one? All right, here's another one. Try this one. This one's a little more upbeat, a little bit poppier. You know, it's got a little more hop to it. But, again, it's a, just, I don't know. Sometimes it felt like these guys were writing songs for the ladies you know and the ladies need the love too you know but i'm i'm a rocker and that's what i was into for this stuff that's why i think world is a gutter is such a great song and a few other ones on here that are a little more hard-edged stuff but this one's just just a little too poppy for me and it sucks that you know that was the second single you know you the ballad didn't work maybe try something a little heavier on the people and see if they grab onto that but no you get baby loves you yeah what did you think about it, Lee? This song is as bad as the last one. <laughs> I don't want to waste repeating myself, so next. <laughs> well, it's got some good yeah. harmonies, but uh, that's about it. And I'm, sure. like, I'm like going, what the hell? You know, we're all agreeing on this album so far. <laughs> it's like we haven't uh, strayed. We don't like certain songs. We all haven't liked the certain songs. It's weird. I thought Lee was yeah. going to go off on this a little bit more, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm being nice today. Uh. I'm going to slap myself after I'm done recording this. <laughs> All right. Did we get to uh, Blue Island? What did you think about this one, Aaron? <sighs> Three ballads back to back. You know, this one I like better than the last two and probably would have been a better single if you were looking for something a little bit lighter, but grab you a little bit more. It's okay. It's not bad. Like I said, would have been a better single than the other two. Not my favorite on the album. I think the album kind of hits a slump at this point a little bit, but then it picks back up before we end. What do you think about it, Lee? Yeah, this tries to be better than the last two songs, but it isn't. 
This group is good at churning out power pop clunkers. Whoopee. <laughs> I agree yeah. with both of you, man. I'm like, man, this album's hit me in the ass and it's freaking and all of a sudden it's deflating. I go, oh God, I hope it gets better <laughs> because I'm like, damn. They can't even like put a fast song in between these three ballads. It's like you break up the monotony, for God's sake. <sighs> and then we get to yeah. the and we get to the next track that's like two songs in one. So we'll talk about the first half, the way home. What'd you think about that, uh, Aaron? This is a pretty cool combo of songs here. So it starts out with the way home, which is kind of it's just vocals with just a little bit in the background. And it showcases, again, how good Donnie V sings and what great harmony he's got with Chips Enough. And it just is, it's a slow thing that comes to the second part of the song, which is called Coming Home, which just rips and is one of my favorite Enough's Enough songs. It's got, it's a really well-layered hard rock song with the landing strip in the front of The Way Home because it kind of leads into it, into this big punch when it kicks into the next song. All right, so you picked the only only half of it coming home or you wanted both of them on the track? You know what, we can do both of them. Because right. it is technically, it's one track, you know, and then you can see what I'm talking about, how it, it leads into the big punch of it kicking in, in into one of my all-time favorite rock songs. All right, so here's The Way Home slash Coming Home on the Freeform Rock Podcast. Spark has started fire My will to be alone Is over now Slay the dragon Walk the wire This little girl Just takes me Higher and higher and higher If I lose
So is that all you thought about that those songs? Or oh man, I love it, love it. That's a perfect example right there. The second part of that song, of the enough's enough that I love. Yeah, what did you think about it, Lee? Yeah, well, I'm gonna talk about both of them because I saw it as being two parts. But the first part I didn't care for, the one the way home. But the second part called a long way home was pretty decent. But I wish it could have been a song on its own, yeah. because coming after three yucky pop ballad type of Drek, 
they shouldn't have had the the way home, the ballot part introducing the rocker. It takes credibility from the rocker. But yeah. still, I have to say, I didn't dislike the long way home. I thought it was pretty decent. All right. The way home coming home, Lee. Yeah, the long way home is the Beatles. <laughs> I I agree with that one hundred percent. One hundred percent, you're right. And as a big enough enough fan, I see your point completely, man. Coming home is great. The way home, eh? You know. But like you said, with all the ballads in a row like that, yeah, it should have. That song should have stood on its own. They should have separated them out somehow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing because I started listening to the way home and I go, what the hell, man? It's like. Four in a row, and then all of a sudden that riff kicks kicks into coming home, and it's like, okay, now this rules. <laughs> so it saved I'm the first I'm part doing of it. This album, I, I thought that I would be the odd duck out, and <laughs> now I realize that 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 um at 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 least someone's been hypnotized to have good taste. So hey, right on. <laughs> I think we're all learning a little bit about ourselves here today, and hopefully the listeners are too. Yeah, I am man. too. Um, when I get sober, I probably still remember. Gosh darn it! <laughs> <laughs> I still remember. There, there's been episodes, and I said we did that episode. We did. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. How'd it go? How'd it go? <laughs> did I like? I'm gonna go listen to it right now, and you go. I like my opinion on that. <laughs> huh. uh, did I say that? Yeah, you have. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you went back and listened to the episode because you forgot you did it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Then we get to, into the next track, uh, Something for Free, which Lee picks. So here's Something for Free on the Freeform Rock Podcast. So bad to tell me what you stay for. 
right, that was something for free. Why'd you pick this track, Lee? I wish they could have done more songs like this on the album. Amen. I like this song, and I like some of the beginning songs on here, so they could have put out a great EP if they had mostly songs like this on it. I give it two thumbs up. What'd you think about it, uh, Aaron? Again, 100%, man. One of the best songs on the entire album. One of my favorite songs out of the entire Enough's Enough discography. This is what I like about this band, when they rock hard. I understand that they were trying to get hits. They were trying to write the next big ballad, you know, and the one that was going to put them up there with bands that were making huge money with those type of songs, the Cinderella's, the Tesla's. Even Kiss with Forever, you know, bands like that is what they were trying to get that big money hit single. And back in those days, that's really what you had to have. You know, you had to have the one huge hit. And you could ride that song for many years to come. Enough's enough on this album. I think it shows more than anything how hard they're reaching for that. But then a song like this shows that if you'd have just been doing what you wanted to do, not trying to reach for something outside of what you are and just rocked and been a great band, I think you could have probably went further. And a song like this, I think, proves it. I think if they would have cut off the fat, uh, Mother's Eyes, Babies Love You, and Blue Island, took away the way home at and just made it coming home, this album would have been a perfect album. Maybe. See, and that's the saddest part about it all because the songs that we consider the fat to be cut from this are the songs they released as singles. Yeah, I just mm. wonder who had the choice of that, the band or the record company? Or some guy who doesn't like music? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know, because I've seen a lot of single choices by bands. I go, there's much better songs on this album than those. <laughs> Same thing with this one. And um, See, and it's right after this, because those videos I was watching on the YouTube of them in Europe, it's like one year, they're glammed out to the max. The next year... They're totally dressed down, you know, dudes just wearing a leather jacket and some black pants, you know, you ain't, there is no fluorescent colors to be seen anywhere with enough's enough because right. again, the record company kind of forced that on them and made them be that thinking that's what it's going to be. And then you get the hit single <clears throat> and you're huge like all these other bands, but they got pushed in the wrong direction. Had anybody known what was coming? This band could have been one of the ones that people talked about as being one of the great bands of the 90s. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree totally because this album is kicking ass and you got into that those three songs in the beginning of Coming Home and then it after Coming Home, man, it started picking up again. It's like, this song, do I do I hear a little zep going on with a dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, something like that. It sounds a little zeppish here with the freaking riffs and the drums it's a pretty rocking tune man i it, love that one it's pretty rocking i was trying to say what zeppelin song is that you know it sounded like zepp and it, it's really cool and it's grooving the bass is pumping this is a song that needs to be blasted and pumped it pump roll down your windows in your car and freaking make the people around you roll their roll their windows up <laughs> that's what i'm talking about yeah. your blood remember that <laughs> commercial or that part of the children's song pum 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 your blood no robin goes in the veins of the dead it was on some children's show they were trying to teach kids how to talk about science and blood 
in a cool way. So they went pump, 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 pump your blood. And they got everyone dancing to it. Never mind. All I remember is like one to grow on and the more you know and time for timer and uh, Schoolhouse Rock. <laughs> I, I huh. never heard the pump, pump, okay. pump your blood. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that was, I, I forget what show it was, but it was on, it was on something. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, right. <laughs> I never heard the pump, pump, pump your blood. I just remember, uh, don't drown yeah. your food with time for timer. <laughs> <laughs> or freaking Michael J. Fox with the more you know or whatever. Yeah. Oh God, or one to grow on. But uh, let's get to the oh, yeah. <laughs> let's get to the last song on this uh, album. Time to let you go. What do you think about this one, Aaron? So what do we got here? Thirteen tracks. Huh? Yeah, we got a pretty full album here. But you think we got room to maybe pay tribute to Cheap Trick just one more time? Yeah, let's do a fourteenth track. And that's what it is. At the end, this is a song a lot of people love. It's got a great melody. It's a well-written little song. But it's just a fun song, I think, to end the album with. It isn't one of my favorites, but people always love this one. What'd you think about it, Lee? It's a cute but not great way to end the album. I don't really like this song, but it's better than most of the sappy soursop ballads. At least it seems like they wanted to end on a cutesy note that actually kind of works. Not that I choose to listen to the song again, but at least I don't hate it. Yeah, I, I like the song, but I would have switched it and ended it with something for free and and had the song right before just to oh, go wow. out with a bang. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah uh, I like it. Yeah, I would have switched... I would have took off those three songs and then switched the track listing for the last two. <laughs> but this is a good song. But I, I think it should have ended like with something for free, like fucking give you some fucking you know balls and then go. Oh man, I can't wait till the next album comes out. <laughs> I'll take it one step further and say something for free should have been the single. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree with you. Something for free should have be been the single. Talking about this album a little differently. Yeah, man, it just... Yeah, it could have been the name of the album. Then that way, when people stole it, they wouldn't have gotten arrested. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Did you guys ever steal from the record stores? No. What do you mean, like shoplift? Yeah. I, I gotta imagine at some point I stole something <laughs> somewhere. I can't think of anything in particular. You bend down and slide it up your shirt down the front of your pants and shimmy out the door. Well, I uh, remember Sears. Sears had a record department. And um, I wanted freaking Brian Adams cuts like a knife, but my mom wanted to give me the money for it. So I freaking, I yanked it. <laughs> oh, man. He risked you and I for Brian Adams. That's something. Oh, dude, that wasn't it. I went to Music Plus and had a huge jacket. I would go and buy like one cassette and steal seven. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> oh, I was bad, man. And then my, then I freaking, I stole batteries from Alpha. Uh, there's a store called Alpha Beta out here. They're not, they're no longer in existence. But I stole batteries and got caught. They freaking, wow. they freaking took my picture. They called my mom. They called the police. The police put me in handcuffs. Took me home. My mom ran out and said, "Take him to jail." I told him if he ever does anything, I'm not defending him like those other mothers. And I go, "Oh shit." Huh. 
I was freaking freaking out. I said, I'm going to go to jail for stealing a fucking pack of batteries. It's like to power up my boom box. <laughs> it's everything had to do with music. Me stealing was me getting music. Columbia House, uh, record stores, whatever. And then, and then she, she, uh, the cop came back and said, okay, I talked your mother into keeping you home. I'm not taking you to jail, but don't do that again. And then my mom's taking me into the house and she goes, you know those heart tickets I got for you? I sold them to my coworker. Good luck on going and seeing them. And he said, oh, <laughs> oh man. but that worked, man. The moral I never... of the story is don't steal, kids. <laughs> yeah. There's always consequence. I never Actually, stole again. don't get heart tickets because <laughs> um, when, when you're seeing them when they're not at their best, you're, 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 well, I, I, that's actually a good thing. So forget what I just said. Well, I was '85. That was on the Heart album, and uh, they had the band I really wanted to see opening was Honeymoon Suite. <laughs> they were opening for them at the oh, time. So that I never, would have been worth it. I never got to see Honeymoon Suite. So I, I seen Heart years later. Cheap Trick opened, so that was cool. But um, all right. But man, uh, want to thank you, Aaron, for coming on here, man. Can you plug your shows, yeah, thanks, brother? Yeah, I mean, uh, as far as Enough's Enough goes, I think they're a great band. They would go on to kind of fall apart over the years, and they would get dropped by Atco after this record. But then they get picked up by Clive Davis, and they re release one more album, lose the drummer. Years later, Derek Frigo, lead guitarist, passes away. Like you said, all kinds of history with this band. If you like this album, I recommend that you go check out more Enough's Enough. They've got a mile-long discography. You can go through and check out all of it. And still going today. Donnie B, Chips Enough, separately. Enough's Enough, still going out there. If you dug what we talked about today, check out that band. Give them some love because they never did make it to superstardom. So none of them are rich, but they're doing what they can. Got to keep rock and roll alive. Yeah, I'm Aaron Camaro. I'm from the Decibel Geek Podcast. We've been doing the show for about 10 years. Like this show you're listening to here today, my co-host and I, we love to talk about rock music. So that'll end pretty good to this today. I'm glad you guys kind of dug this. You know, we yeah. seem to have been really close on the same wavelength pretty much on this whole entire album. I was surprised, but um, then again, surprises sometimes happen. Yeah, I was surprised. Also, I thought Lee was gonna hate this album, man. But I think he sends me. I was me the, to. <laughs> I think he <laughs> sends me into into this direction. He'll like trick me, and then I'll be surprised when he likes something. I was tricking myself because I thought I hated it, and then I realized I liked some of it. Damn it! Nice. So uh, I did my job here today. Yeah, you so, did. So we're gonna take us out with. Uh, we got three tracks of the week. We got you picked a fucking killer band minefield which i got into because of the decibel geek uh my disease man talk about this band a little bit to give them some props well every year on the decibel geek podcast we do our best of episode at the end of the year where we count down our top favorite albums that came out that year this one came out last year in 2021 and it was my number one decibel geek album of the year speaking of decibel geek i'm gonna have to tell chris what a good time i had here today and put in the good word and get him to finally come on with you guys. Tell him it's a lot of fun. That's All right. Cool. That's cool, man. Lee, Lee will probably try to shank him to his show, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah, see. But you guys are on your own as far as getting Ian on here. I can't help you with that. Oh, uh, man. I'm going to I'm gonna try to make it to uh, Rockin' Pod this year, man. My wife said I could go. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'll wear a bag of my head and stay. I'm not, I'm not Lee. I'm not Lee. <laughs> while, while, while I'm with Mark, on my own, I'm going to be hey, putting on a sign I and 
I, I told you I'm going to be there as your wingman and say, hey, can you take a picture with my brother with your hand out? And your shirt That's shirt cool. Tucked? So I'm going to like set you up with that a lot of pictures. <laughs> as long as you do that with women and not men. Oh God! I'll do and it. You with... know, if you've seen if you've seen any of the videos, Lee had a really good time at Rockstar oh, last yeah. year. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh, I was just laughing at Bushy not handling his whiskey. I was going weak. <laughs> oh God! And then uh... I was totally drunk, and then after when we did that video, I got even more drunk. <laughs> uh, dude, we you... have fun at Rock and Pod. Yeah, yeah, I need to go, man. I'm trying to. I'm waiting for Chris to announce the dates and the hotels or whatever, so we could start making plans. Um, it's coming soon. And Mark, man, thank you for being such a longtime supporter of Decibel Geek, man. You've been with us for a long time. You're always sharing the episodes, man. We we appreciate it a lot. Well, thank you guys, man. Because when I was set, uh, out for work for a year, I I said, "What is these podcast things?" Back in 2000, I think 13. So I started looking up podcast on apple and then i came up to yours rock podcast I started listening to you guys i heard chris without you and then i heard chris with you and i go oh man this is awesome <laughs> when you came on the show wow. sorry sorry so chris you were literally from the very beginning yeah i was just listening to it and uh well i started from episode one and i said is there any more and then i found the rock and combat metal podcast and then they had terrence yeah. on there and i go oh and i started listening to it. oh wait terrence is gone it got better <laughs> It's like their their personalities came out. It was like bogged down with him. I'm not talking shit about him or anything, but I'm just saying, you got without your two podcasts, I wouldn't be doing this. I go, I could do that, man. I could sit there and bullshit about music. That sounds like fun. So thank you, Aaron. If, if these four jokers can do it, anybody can do it, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, man. You guys are awesome. You guys, you got. I listen to your things, and I go. I should try to edit better because they're so polished. I'm, we're so sloppy, you know. But I, I, I like the way ours come out. Ours comes out, and so does Lee. So, just want to yeah, thank was, you for yeah, that. I was gonna say too, man. You guys are doing a service because I listened to the last episode with Ralph on it, and I didn't know nothing about the rods. And now I'm actively yeah. seeking out rods music because it was freaking awesome. And I wouldn't even known about that band at all. And I don't know how the hell they ever escaped me, but listen to that show, the last one you guys came out with, man, I loved it. And now I'm a and huge fan was, of that band. And that was my pick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah awesome. Right on. I'm glad I, I, I glad I, I, right on, man. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people have come to me about the rods. I didn't even know the rods. And so now I want to go buy their whole discography. That's a freaking killer band, man. Uh, mm. People should go check them out. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get to, uh, yeah. Lee's track of the week, which is Dreamer looking back at you. It's a pretty cool track. It's really poppy, Lee. Uh, yeah, I, I want to pick something that equaled this group. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, we all know how Lee loves the poppy stuff. <laughs> oh, um, God. Yeah, I, well, I like Sugar Pops. <laughs> he likes Sugar Ray, though. You got to give him credit for that now. <laughs> um, but, but, but you have to know what, what songs. Because if you if I'm um, telling them I like the song Fly, I'm going to fly away like a bird. Hi. <laughs> Ew, where am I going with this? I'll, uh, I'll, I'll put tape on my mouth. No. You talking about the first Sugar Ray album? Because the um, first you mean the Sugar one with Ray lemonade? album was killer. You mean with lemonade and something? And brownies, nope. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That stuff. Now I got to yeah. go listen to it. I think Lee sent yeah, me a track funny, and I did cause... like it. 
it's nothing like the whole rest of their entire career. That first yeah. Sugar Ray album is actually, I can't believe I'm saying this on Enough's Enough show, pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah. Dang, I got to go check it out then. I only know Fly and whatever and freaking, uh, I think. Uh, Actually, Floored is also a pretty good album, their second one. I yeah, don't like Florida's the song got a few Fly, good songs on it. But 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 I do like there's there's most of it I really really like. That's the first album of theirs that I had got on CD, and um, I kept buying more copies when I kept losing mine. So that tells you something. Yeah, and and then we get to the last track that I picked. I picked to go with this album like you did, Lee. Uh, Cheap Trick, Big Eyes, Live at Budokan. The live version. Yeah, and, and you nice. picked a version of it that I think is even better than everything on here, but hey, <laughs> right on. <laughs> hey, God. Well, we have a record... Well, I actually, no, some of it I... Some of Enough's Enough I like. Yeah, but, I was gonna go. We got okay. you on recorded tape that you like most yeah, of this album. Yeah, okay, yeah. shut up. <laughs> there were uh, several songs off this album that got thumbs up from Lee. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay, okay. <laughs> I guess enough was more than enough. <laughs> nice. All right, Eric, we're going to sign off, brother. Thank you for coming right, on here, man. Thanks for having me on, man. Let's Thank do this you. again sometime. This was a lot of fun. All right, Thank man. Thank you so much, man. We'll let Lee pick okay. the album for you next time because he's going to ask to, ask to you anyways. Okay, that's perfect. <laughs> sure, why not? All right, man. Lee, say goodbye, brother. Okay, goodbye, all you brothers.
You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. 
Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.